Hello and welcome to the Wellness Trinity Podcast, where we interview top holistic experts and to help you achieve solutions for modern day wellness. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content. See you on the next episode. Welcome. Thank you for joining the Wellness Trinity podcast. I'm Dr. Jacqueline, owner of Wellness Trinity, where we provide natural solutions for modern day wellness. Just a little disclaimer before we get started. What we discuss in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. What you do with the information is to be used at your discretion as the recommendations are not intended to treat, diagnose, cure, or prevent any diseases. So without further ado, I have Glenda Compton here on the show today. She is a certified herbalist and fermentationist and a woman's wellness and fertility expert. And I met her at networking. Like I meet a lot of my really awesome people that are on this show. And she's also a Las Vegas resident and has helped a lot of people here in town with her fermentation expertise. So today we are going to talk about herbs and fermentation for leaky gut. Leaky gut is such a hot topic here. And so many people have it and have no idea that little particles of food and parasites and fungus and candida and, and you name it are slipping into their bloodstream and causing problems. So we're going to learn about different solutions that can tackle leaky gut with fermentation and herbs. So Glenda Compton, welcome to the show. Thank you. So why don't you just share a little story about how you got into this field? Why, what makes you so passionate about, about doing all this? Well, it started, the herb part, it becoming an herbalist started uh, many, many years ago. And I was having some problems and I didn't think I was going to be able to get pregnant. So I searched for other means and other ways and I turned to herbs and yeah, that worked out all really well, and I have four healthy <laughs> children. So, and that, and then just throughout my life, I've had different issues, and some have been gut. So, um, I decided to take things into my own hands again, and you know, learning through ferments and becoming a fermentationist, I was able to help you know heal leaky gut myself, and so that has helped me greatly. And so with both of those experiences, I have uh, this passion for helping women. And, you know, childbirth is one of the biggest issues that we're having is fertility and that. And so my passion is to help women to go through all stages of the process of childbirthing, you know, before, because you have to start before. So before, during, and after. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I love is to just help these women healthy as they can. Yeah, I love that you specialize in that as well because people, a lot of people get pregnant and they don't realize, or they're trying to get pregnant and they don't realize how much their health before they get pregnant affects not only whether they can conceive um, or if they can conceive, then if they keep the baby and then if the, if the baby is not miscarried, then how the baby is functioning afterwards and also how they're functioning. A lot of women get postpartum depression and things of that sort. So I ended up doing some talks a few years ago as well about um, all those three different steps or parts of the whole pregnancy process too. And mm-hmm. it just really opened my eyes during that time while I was studying about how much it all starts from the beginning, like you said. I mean, you summed it up perfectly. 
Yeah. And it, the other thing is that people don't even realize is that the fathers have to, you have to start with the fathers too. Yes. They have their whole thing that they have to do. And, and it is, and um, you know, it is just like an epidemic with just how things are turning out in this area. And uh, so it's, you know, if I can do something and just really makes me feel good. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And I'm so glad you touched on that part too, because a lot of times when there's infertility challenges, for example, all the blame seems to be going on the woman. Like mm -hmm. it's the, the woman's the only part in this, you know, in right. And right. Reading of She's only time, half. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. He has so, a part too. <laughs> you know, I did have um, some clients where they both got tested and they did a hair test on me as well or with me. And I ended up seeing a lot of aluminum in the guy. The girl didn't have so much. She had her own issues and gut challenges and things of that sort too. But I was like, man, if this guy doesn't step on board, one, I'm concerned about his health. But two, I, I don't know. I mean, they were having infertility challenges. So I was like, I don't know if they're going to be able to get pregnant. And so um, that's my big thing as well too. It's just like the guy, it plays a part too. I ended up doing for a similar situation and, and the guy was the one that came in the girl um, was on her own journey but um, but so anyways I'm I'm very passionate about this topic as well with you so why don't we dive in and why don't you go ahead and first explain what is leaky gut well leaky gut is uh, you know where your small intestines they've been damaged and and through that damage small particles are able to leak into the bloodstream blockages it could cause blockages that causes a lot of issues and that types of thing but the main thing is is that through the permeability of the lining of the intestines you know things are starting particles are starting to leak in i guess so leaky gut <laughs> yeah <laughs> it can cause a lot of problems and and cause a lot of uh, issues for you yeah so what is leaky gut? I mean, what causes leaky gut? Well, it, leaky gut is when you're, like in the intestine, you have little, I guess, villi, little, little villi type hair things and that. And so with different causes of the, the different things, uh, it will go in through and it thins the wall and things push in. And so it just will push through and cause ruptures and different things like that. So, so what are um, those things that push through and, and open the holes in the gut? Yeah, it's, it's well, undigested food particles, could be feces, it's all parasites. There, there's just so many different things. Infections can cause it. Stress. That's basically it. You got to keep the intestines moving basically. And so when they don't, then they're going to have the blockages and it's going to get backed up. And, mm -hmm. and through that, it's just going to mess things up. You know, your uh, microbe in that the intestines and all are, it's just not going to move possible. So through that blockages, they will rupture, get weakened, um, things burrow in and pockets and it comes, that's where infections can come in and, just cause a lot of issues with that. Mm -hmm. So what type of infections can happen? Well, and then you can have SIBO, SIPO, or Candida yeast, different ones like that. So did you want to go through those? Or? Yeah, so why don't you explain what are SIBO and SIPO? 
Well, SIBO is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And what it is, is the, the blockages in the GI tract, which could be caused because of like low gastric acid or um, antibiotic, IBS, long-term um, infections and that type of a thing. It's usually caused by those type of things. Now, um, even diabetes is one of them that can cause this. You know, that's why I'm, it's just so important to keep the, uh, the gut moving on that. Okay. And so the, the fungal overgrowth, the SIFO, right? Yes. Small intestinal fungal overgrowth. And that's the overgrowth of yeast in the in, intestines. And, um, you know, with that, there, there's sort of a, a difference with SIBO and SIFO because with uh, SIFO, the yeast, you have abdominal pain, bloating, um, diarrhea, that type of a thing. And whereas SIBO, I think, is really the most important one to work on, or they're all important, but I'm saying, you know, that that could be, have the most damage that, you know, that can get into the IBS and, you know, just some really, really nasty stuff. There are different um, herbs and things, you know, because you're going to take care of them a little bit different. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. And then we have candida and yeast, which mm -hmm. is basically a yeast. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's a, a overgrowth because what all these are is that your flora in the intestines is out of whack. So you need a healthy balance. And so with, with these, all of these uh, causes, your body is out of whack. You've gone one way or the other, you know, it, or too far where microbes, I guess we would say, mm -hmm. and the bacteria, it is just gone out of control, like with candida, the yeast, you know, it's just grown. And so it has exploded and it has shifted it. So that's what is making you ill and not doing well. Okay. So just like candida can start to grow out of control and fungus and bacteria, parasites as well can get out of control too, right? The par yes. Yes. You no. Know, and one thing is that microbe is the microbe is it's yeast. I mean, excuse me. It's parasites, bacteria, fungi. So there's a whole ecosystem. And in this ecosystem, if one is dominated, say by diet, like sugar or, um, you know, something has taken it out of balance, then mm -hmm. it, that's, what's throwing off the whole your whole body in that. And um, when it comes to parasites, you know, we have those. We, and there's good ones. Then you need them. You need some of those parasites and bacteria and that type of a thing to have an equal balance. And if you don't, then that's when you're going to get sick and get these symptoms. And, uh, you know, and then sometimes it's hard coming back from them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, we just don't want these type of things overgrown. No, no. You know, because we do need them. And a lot of people don't like to hear that. <laughs> it's like some people get really grossed out with parasites and all. But there are some really good ones. I mean, where it's, um, we need organisms in our body to help function. They all, they have purpose too. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it's all bad on that. So, so that's, um, one of the 
the things that is their use that they're there for us. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you telling me that parasites actually poop in us and well, I already <laughs> knew that part, which that sounds pretty gross, but then you actually said that parasite poop, some of it is good for us. But it is. <laughs> I know some folks listening to this right now. I'm wondering. I, I'm wondering. <laughs> uh, it is. Well, because certain parasites excrete certain chemicals that our body needs. And to do, um, you know, to cause chain reactions for us to function in that. So we do need some. But However, if it gets, explodes and, you know, in uh, overgrowth, then it's going to tip the scale. And in that, when it does that, then that's when it's, we become toxic. Mm. And so through that toxicity, that's going to, you know, make us sick. We're going to have aches and pains and, uh, you know, get all of the other um, symptoms and diseases and everything else that come with it. But as I said, they can be a really good thing that we do need them and we always have them and people don't really understand that there's always parasites in it. I don't know anybody who is totally clean, you mm. know? And, um, and so it's like, we just have to learn to live with them <laughs> on, a guess, you know? <laughs> on, a good, yeah. on a good level. We need yeah. them and then we want them to be our friend. We want the friendly bacteria and, uh, and you know, to, to help us to stay healthy in that. So yes, mm -hmm. at, at a certain point, we do need so many. Yeah. Yeah. So many people will ask me about, because I, I talk about parasites a lot. It's the one thing that seems to get people's attention. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we can talk about fungus or candida, and it's just not as exciting for some reason as a parasite. Yeah. And so um, people ask me, where do you get these from? And, you know, obviously there's many lists of uh, where these things come from and mm -hmm. I boiled down the overgrown growth of parasites because um, it's a kind of like an epidemic of what's going on with the parasites overgrowing and I boiled it down to the toxicity in the environment. Do you find that that correlation is similar to you that as, as the environment is more toxic then these parasites are growing more? Oh absolutely I mean there's so many ways we can get them you know through, uh, you know, just walking on the ground in the grass, which is good for us, we can pick up parasites, you know, through our feet and that type of a thing. But yes, through the food, through, um, you know, say the GMOs, you know, uh, because things are killing, if, they're, if we're eating bad or sugar, it's, Kill it. It's going to help the the bad bacteria grow, mm -hmm. and you know, and that can overtake the good bacteria, and that's when we're getting off. So it it could be through um, through foods um, and uh, stress. Stress is another thing that can mm -hmm. cause things to go out of uh, out of yeah. Balance. Yeah, stress, it, it also lowers our good bacteria too. Mm -hmm. yeah. It does. It lowers the immune system. And so when that does it, then it, it gives a gateway for, um, you know, other, the certain bacteria to thrive mm -hmm. and different things like that. That's why it's always good. We need uh, sleep. We need just uh, good, healthy food. 
and just to to keep keep us going. So on the note of toxins, what are toxins that are infecting people's gut? Well, there's, as I said, um, the GMOs that uh, has, is a real, real problem on that, you know, gen genetically modified organisms, which are, it could be either plant, you know, like plant, food, meat, I should say, plant, meat, or organisms, and they are being engineered, and um, they're having a devastating effect on us, I think, you know, as a whole, because they are made to um, resist herbicides and, um, you know, and also to produce insecticide. So through the GMOs, it, we're ingesting that and our body doesn't know what to do with it. And with it's a large concentration of herbicide or insecticide. And, you know, it, it's just really wrecking habit on, habit on us because it's killing our good bacteria. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we wonder why people have so many digestive challenges nowadays, too. When things oh, like yeah. GMOs, they make insects' um, stomach erupt. Mm -hmm. So we wonder where that's coming yeah. from. Why, why, if it makes the stomach, uh, insect's stomach erupt, what do you think it's doing to a human? Exactly. Exactly. That's, okay. Uh, and then, so we got glyphosate as well. That's, that's another one, right? Stephanie Sinop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, glyphosate is an, is an herbicide and you know, there's a lot of debate on that and you know because they're saying oh it's good it doesn't hurt us and you know the government is saying that it's okay however it's a herbicide and i don't know why that would be good for us at all because herbicide is going to kill something and if we're ingesting it then i i think its purpose would be to try and kill us you know so <laughs> <laughs> no. That seems too simple to understand. <laughs> For it to be true. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So it's uh yeah. I on those it they're just both bad. You know, and one of the things that you know in the other country, like in, in Europe and all, they they have banned all of this stuff, you know, and here in the United States and I was just looking at um a box of cereal you know when i'm in the aisle and have you noticed that it says made with partially um genetically modified engineering well like, you know like it, the gmos it that's they are starting to label some of that but it's like it you know it's in so much stuff so read labels because mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing you, you just want to stay away from all of that stuff as much as possible mm -hmm. um, yeah, well, the, the partially GMO um, label, that's kind of interesting. I don't know if I've seen that. I mean, I see oh, you have it on GMO, but... It's in a lot. I you know, just, I'm saying, just read, because it's all the way, all the way down at the bottom. And it, but they do put it in caps, black mm -hmm. cap letters, you know, so that's something some companies are doing it. And it's some of the major companies that are wow. putting that on there. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I, I think there will be a day where... I mean, there's already a day right now where a lot of people are waking up and realizing, like, maybe I shouldn't put toxins in my body. 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that might be why I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully there's some people who just don't care. And, and that's so. true too. But you know, <laughs> anyone that really wants to feel good, at least mm -hmm. that that being number one, or even operate in life, it's like man, um, right. you really have to yeah. kind of jump through some hoops here. So yeah, yeah. Since you work with women's wellness a lot and fertility, what do you want to explain some endocrine disruptors that we find? Well, I'm at. Um, you know, some of them that it's very prevalent is that women usually are, I, maybe you found this out too, that sometimes women have more toxins because of the products that they're using. And so like with the hairsprays, the hair products, um, nail polish, uh, you know, makeup. And so that is really interrupting the cycle of the hormones in us and um you know even receipt paper there's just so many there's with so many chemicals out in this world we are a very chemical world you know and through all of this our body isn't set up really to process as mm -hmm. much as what we're bringing in and so it is disrupting and i think that for women because of the fertility and because of um, you know, being the one that's carrying the child and that type of thing. You don't want to pass the toxins on to the baby. Um, you know, we should be really aware of it and careful, you know, because of that. Um, plastics is another one, you know, that's big. And that's, you know, they're trying to counteract it with the the, the BPA, right? I always, <laughs> I apologize. I I always get that wrong. Um, it's a running joke with my kids of, <laughs> you know, with the with the plastics. But um, you know, another endocrine disruptor is antibiotics too. You know, because we've yeah. had that's just such a common thing that I don't. They really don't work anymore. I don't think they're having a hard time because of all the strains. You know, the viruses and bacteria are smart. They mm -hmm. they have. They know, they know what to do to survive, you know, and um, they're very cunning. <laughs> it's surprising. <laughs> mm, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, back to pregnancy, we have to really think about, like you said, we have to think about detoxing before even conception. If we really want to have a good pregnancy and, um, and then also be able to pass down good genes and, and not pass down toxins. Mm -hmm. People get worse throughout generations if the toxins are not dealt with before they're pregnant. So you just pass down your toxic load to your child and then pass down, exactly. your, then they pass down their toxic load to the next child. And then who knows what they're exposed to while they're, mm -hmm. they're living on earth as well too. So right. that's why detoxes just has to be a lifestyle at this point. I, I think so too. It is um, very important, very important on that. So why don't we go in and dive in a little bit more about fermentation, since you are one of the fermentation experts around town here in Las Vegas. Okay. Um, a lot of people don't know what ferment, or they don't think they know what ferments are. And uh, a ferment is a, like pickles, sauerkraut, kimchi, and it is something, that it's so simple you know it what it is is that you take the vegetables and 
the organisms that are on the outside of the vegetables and that is what helps to make the vegetable ferment. And it's one of the best things that we could do because it's putting healthy bacteria through probiotics in, back into our body to help that uh, balance out. Okay. So sauerkraut, I think many people think no sauerkraut that might eat hot dogs or something like that if they're not on the other side yet. Right. <laughs> um, kimchi, a lot of Asians will eat kimchi. Um, let's see, kefir. Do you want to explain what kefir is? Um, yeah. But kefir, there's yogurt and kefir. Kefir is a thinner version, and it's, uh, you know, because of the thinness, you can drink it, and it has more fat and um, more protein and more probiotics than regular yogurt. Mm. It's really good for you. Um, you know, and it's 99% lactose-free. So between kefir and yogurt, I always go for kefir, and also not the sweetened ones with the sugar. Mm -hmm. on that um but it's it's just uh like 10 times more more overall than yogurts with the the protein and the probiotics and everything else so, so why is that why does it have so much more it's just the um the bacteria that are in that with yogurt there's a lot of time it's sweetened, um, different the way they just process it. Okay, it so the processing makes a difference, difference on how yeah, many bacteria yeah. are And it's like a lot of keeper, I guess I do have some, I, I never buy it. So, um, you know, with the sugars and that, but it still has a lower content of sugar mm -hmm. in it. Yeah, the, don't you find it kind of ironic that a lot of these foods that are supposed to be good for our, our gut have a lot of sugar in it? Yeah. <laughs> like kombucha that's the next one i mean yeah this is look i have this kavita here now this is water now because i drank it all earlier and i needed water um but um this one this lemon cayenne one and then i showed you the other day of what was it watermelon rose yeah and you did the sugar content in that other one actually is zero this one is two grams for the whole body a body bottle mm -hmm. um which i mean Anything closest to zero, in my opinion, for anything, protein bars, whatever you talk about, is the best thing you can do. Even two grams. I'm like, I'd just rather not have the sugar, but two grams is really not too much in the realm of you know, life, especially if someone's working out and just living. Um, but most of them are not like that. I mean, if they are, let me know because I would love to have more of that kind of stuff in my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, on, on kombucha, you mean? With, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, that's one of the things with fermentate with ferments. Um, it's you're because of the live living organisms and bacteria that is fermented in them. That's helping with the gut and that. But a lot of people when they first hear about you know ferments and kombucha and that, and they go for that. And the thing is that they don't realize it has so much sugar in it. It has a lot of sugar in it. And so that's not good because if you're going to drink it, another thing is that you're only supposed to have, like for a bottle of that size, you're only supposed to have, that's four servings usually. Mm -hmm. It should be around four servings because when you first start taking um, ferments, you want to do it in small doses because if you're not, 
then you're going to throw your system off. You're going to go, you know, just take it more out of whack than what you're probably already are. And um, so you have to introduce it very slow. And with, um, with kombucha, I know that's such a big win in all of those. You, you just really have to be careful, especially diabetics and, mm-hmm. um, you know, because of that sugar content. Mm-hmm. And as I said, just with any ferment, just do small portions. And when you make homemade ferments, they taste nothing like store-bought. Mm-hmm. Nothing. They are so delicious, like pickles when you do them. They're so crisp. And, and you know, you can flavor them to yourself. Uh, and it's so easy. You know, that's what they lived on for millions of years. You know, they didn't have what we have. And, and uh, you know, there were really healthy people. And so it's, it's just one of the best things that uh, we could have. So. so why are they good for us? The ferments? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's on, on the outside of vegetables is organisms bacteria. And so that, that's what um, is helping to ferment it up. You're using the apple cider vinegar, which is really good for you. And through that process, it's just expanding and growing the probiotics. And they just thrive in that environment and they just love it. And so that's where it's coming from. And so those are, are really good, healthy bacteria and probiotics that are, is on that. And that's why because it's going to help us to rebalance our system. Okay. So that's basically what the goal of fermentation is? is yes. Balance our system? Well, yeah. Um, you know, because you want to have more good bacteria than the bad. And that's a really, really good way to do it. Um, it's natural. You know, it's something that our body can adjust and assimilate and use. You know, it, it can help with the, because of our environment in our body is able to help support them and sustain them in a healthy way. And they're going to help get rid, to crowd out the bad more you get it. Mm-hmm. However, like I said, you have to start out slow and do it in a, in a um, proper, proper way. Okay. Okay. So why is it important to leave the peel on when we ferment? The probiotics are on the peel. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that I learned that when I learned how to ferment. I could be wrong. It's been a while since I fermented. But fermentation, when you do it at home, it's really not that hard, huh? No, it's so easy. It's so easy. Um, There's not a whole lot that you have to do. I mean... um, I've made, because basically it's just like cutting up some vegetables. Oh, well, okay, like when we were talking about the, the ferments earlier, like beet kvass mm-hmm. is um, really, really a, a good ferment. And it's beets with water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's about it. Wow. And then it ferments. The bacteria grows and thrives. <laughs> you know, it's fermented beets and it's really, really great. And beets are good with iron, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's really Okay, so you put them in a jar with water and then you close the jar with like a mason jar with a lid, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then. I believe that is it. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I don't think that one has any apple cider vinegar in it. No. 
because a lot of times you do use ferments in ferments you use apple cider vinegar mm-hmm. it, because of the mother from the apple cider vinegar because that's a live organism there mm-hmm. you know like in, in um kombucha you have a scoby Mm-hmm. That's a live organism and it grows. You see, you can see it grow and it's, you rip them off and that type of, you know, tear them apart and you can do it. So it's just these colonies of uh, organisms that get together and excrete <laughs> to their thing and it causes the fermentation and the bubbling. And, um, you know, that's what's good for us. That's what our body can uh, digest and uh, help, helps balance out our microbes. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about herbs now that are good for the gut. Mm-hmm. Your slogan is well-being for your whole being. How did that come out? Well, um, as a woman's wellness expert, I believe that our, our body is a whole system. And so we have to look at everything as a system. I, I think all around us in that. And what I found is that I can work with women and you know, we can get them on a good diet. We can get, you know, start helping with the, uh, their, like if they have an issue, we can start working through that. And then, however, if they're not sleeping right, you know, mm-hmm. then it, it's not going to work. If they're in a bad relationship, if they're not happy at work or at home, then, you know, it's just a small little piece of the whole circle right. of the, the organism and so you have to look at everything you have to look inside outside and all around I think to get the whole picture to um, to be able to heal physically spiritually and mentally right yeah so herbs well herbs can be one part of it and ferments can be one part of it again if someone's not sleeping if they're stressed if they're doing the wrong type of job um, and the list can go on then anything that's causing stress on the body is, is going to just throw us off balance. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You, you definitely have to. Um, it is all tied in together. You know, okay. everything. Okay. So I'm glad we brought that note up. So on your note with the um, protocol, you have a protocol that you do with your clients. Mm-hmm. And the first thing is you stop inflammation. Yes. So why don't you break that down a little bit? Okay. Well, the first thing when somebody comes to me and, and they're having some issues is that we want to look at it and we want to, I want to calm the system because usually, you know, the body's on, uh, I'm inflamed, you know, it's mm-hmm. just overloaded and overwhelmed. So first off is just calming the system down and so that the body can start relaxing because mm-hmm. of the sympathetic and, you know, system and the parasympathetic, that type of a thing. So get it out of that fight flight mode and let's just let it start calm, calming down because when it is inflamed and it's all up, your cortisol levels are up, mm-hmm. your, you know, the stress, everything in that. So um, one of the things I like to, to do with my clients is um, slippery elm bark. Mm. And yeah, like for in just, <laughs> excuse me, uh, gestational issues, uh, digestive issues. Um, it's slippery on elm bark is something that's really good to use because it comes from a 
tree <laughs> and the Indians have used it for, for many, many years. Um, it's one of the herbs that if you, if, if your body is, okay, so if, if you're, say, having diarrhea, then it's going to stop it. If um, it, it's going to help you wherever you need it to. And then it, it's just one of those because herbs are food mm -hmm. and it's not medicine. It doesn't change the chemical things. It's a food that you can eat and our body can assimilate it mm -hmm. where on certain chemical, you know, with prescriptions and all the medication and that and all the side effects that go on and on and on. Herbs don't have that. It, it is a source that our body can utilize. And, um, you know, so that's, uh, that's one of the beautiful things about herbs. You mm -hmm. can't overdose on it. Mm. You, know, you can't over it. Another um, food that I always put people on is bone broth. Mm, yeah. Bone broth is so nutritious. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it just really helps the, the body you're gaining because a lot of people are sick, you know, weak. Um, so that's another thing that's really, really great to, to help because you need to get nourishment into them. And a lot of times you can't take it in any, a lot of forms. Uh -huh. Whereas like somebody, if your stomach um, is upset or your bowels and they're inflamed and you're having issues with it, you know, you're not taking in the, the, uh, the nutrients, you know, mm -hmm. if you're having leaky gut and it's going out into the bloodstream, you know what I mean? You're not absorbing. And that's one of the key things we have to absorb nutrients. Right. To, get healthy. That's what we build off of. That's what the yeah. body builds off of. Yeah. So if we don't calm the system down and lower the inflammation, basically, then we're not going to be able to move on to the next step, which is draining and cleansing. Yes. Yes. Okay. And that, but that's just the first so that they could do it because to, you know, or they can um, start to, because like I said, we got to get that nourishment into the system where it can help. Now on, um, you know, draining and drainage and cleansing, it's, it goes hand in hand. It's the, uh, you gotta, you have to clear the plumbing out. You gotta clear the plumbing out. And that's so important because with the clogged system, you're just on toxins, on toxins, on toxins. Right. And it's, it, you're not, you're not getting anywhere. So putting something good in and it, you know, it can't do anything. That's just going to ferment in us. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just going to cause all the SIBO and the SIBO and the, all of the other things that we have, you know, and, and exacerbate all the problems. So mm -hmm. the first off, it's just really making the bowels move. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so that's, uh, that's one of the key things that I always work on. Mm -hmm. You have to get that out because once that gets flowing, then you can start doing yeah. other things. Right. So it's <laughs> when you say clear the plumbing, I had this picture. I saw this picture of like, um, you know how dogs, they, they go to the bathroom on the, um, just wherever. <laughs> and sometimes if people don't clean it up, there's flies that start to go on, on, you know, their stool. And so if, if it's just sitting there, it's, it's like the flies are attracted to it. It's just like, it's just our gut. It seems the same way. If 
stool is just sitting there and rotting and it's not moving out, then that it's no wonder why we're growing parasites. It's no mm -hmm. wonder why all these other infections are growing out of control. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So that exactly. was a beautiful um, illustration of the whole clear the plumbing out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you never took out your trash. <laughs> right. right. right? Carrying it around. Ugh. I know. That's yeah. Like, we never you, clean the lining of your, your trash can. I mean, it would right. stink after a while. <laughs> well, it does. And, and, you know, people don't realize how much fecal matter we're carrying around with us. Right. It, it is just, uh, amazing and that's the other thing is that's where you're getting all the blockages and so many people are, are having to have surgeries and uh the polyps and and it just all of the the different things and so it's you see creating the blockages and then it's that whole the whole ecosystem of it's the blockages then it's bursting out you're getting mm -hmm. leaky gut and you know then it's going into the blood system which you see when you mm -hmm. do your right your, live blood cells analysis and that and you know it, it's just going out and then where's it going it's just going through the body and how much look at how sick you know yeah yeah are. i get tons of people with pain and you see all these different organs that we're talking about like the liver and um, the kidneys well we didn't really go into those exactly yet we're about to but the gut especially all backed up and mm -hmm. um and then like you said then it goes into the bloodstream and then we wonder why now we're having a pain in our shoulder or our elbow or wherever it is on our body or throughout our body. And people have rheumatoid arthritis and things of that sort. And at the root of it, a lot of it is just toxicity and an overabundance it, it, of um, different types of infections that their body cannot clear. Right. Well enough. Yeah. The arthritis. And, and you know, one of the things I, I was in a class yesterday um, with uh, one of my my mentors and she was talking about how you know there's heartworms with and there's they she said i think it was it's a really large number of uh like 90 percent of brain surgeries they're finding worms oh my gosh that worms. just See, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one that talks about this. <laughs> and I'm not the only one that says that. It's happening at a very large rate. <laughs> yeah. It's I see it, 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 almost it, in everybody's live blood analysis. Like the parasites, back to that. Mm -hmm. that's right. Well, right? yeah. Because like, parasites excrete oh, something. Yeah. And, and so they're it, it, going back to the parasites just a minute. And it's, I just. <laughs> I think they're so interesting. I do too, actually. So I'm glad you brought that up. Speak out about parasites here. But, um, you know, in their excretion, when they're hungry, it's like they control us. Right, they do. With they their enzymes in that. Because when, you know, when you're all of a sudden, you're like, oh my God, I got to have a hamburger. I'm, I just have to have, you have a craving or a cookie uh -huh. or a sugar. And usually it's like the parasite's hungry and he wants to eat. <laughs> <laughs> they excrete something and it goes to our brain and it's like, oh, we need this. And then, you know, you could take a couple bites and it's like, oh, okay, I'm good. It's full. Right. It, it, you got it. It did its process. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, or the other thing is it's like these, these organisms and, and parasites are just one that, you know, that's very fun to talk about because it's really strange to think about worms growing in our body. But, you know, fungus and candida also yeah. are very much like yes. feed me. That's what I, you're they are. Your yeah. I mean, they have an intelligence, you know, yeah. I, it, it, it's just really interesting. I mean, we have a lot of people don't realize 
we do need them and they're all over our body. You know, mm. that it's just one of the things like we're on this earth, we could be considered a parasite on this earth, you know? <laughs> so it, it just, just goes down to the, to the lowest levels of that. Uh -huh. Okay. And that's parasite. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and, and you know, on that note too, um, I tell my clients when they start to cleanse their body and, and really get these things under control, obviously, as you're mentioning that we're still going to have these things in our body as long as we're yes. living. We just don't want to see it in our blood. I can't mean, see my microscope right here, but uh, we don't want to see it in there because it shouldn't be in your blood. <laughs> right. You, right. You know, you want your uh, parasites and, and those type of things in our gut mostly, right? Mm, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Contained. Contained, <laughs> yeah. Let's just we want them in their spot. Not in your blood. Not at yeah, least no, that's not in your blood. That's my we exactly. We want it in your blood. We want them in their containment and, and doing what they're supposed to be doing and not uh, having a party somewhere else or something. You know? Right, yeah. Uh, just on that. Yeah. That's, so, what are herbs for the drain, draining and cleansing process? Um, on some, well, for, for my protocol, when it comes to the herbs, when I start doing that, I do the gut herbs and, um, those there's, there's all different or different types because you want to get a balance of herbs that are going to stimulate, but also soothe. And, um, uh, let's see, well, let's see, I have a thing here where, uh, golden seal root or uh, fennel seed, ginger, um, lobelia. So it, it's just a combination of herbs that we want because we want to clean that drain, and but also to heal it. Why we're doing it, you know. So you use or the herbs in conjunction, and okay. I, I have a formula that I use for that. So it gets things moving, but it also calms as it goes so it, it has a chance because you just don't want it to be really harsh and yeah so okay okay so the ones that you mentioned are they particularly for the gut or the liver kidneys well the way herbs work is when you eat them they go where they're needed okay they go where they're needed because our body can assimilate them and it like oh you need this say um there's uh like because okay for one of them like for the gut um to kill parasites a couple of good um herbs is oregano and um peppermint and you have to get it into the gut you don't want it going down those are hot herbs you know, the oregano is, um, and, uh, you know, so those can help kill the different things, but that's usually when it comes to that, sometimes, um, oils are better, mm -hmm. you know, like oregano oil and essential oils are really great too. in when it comes to healing in different uh, areas of the gut, because they're herbs, but they're concentrated. Mm -hmm. So they're very powerful and you have to be very careful about them. You can't okay. just take, I, I think where if you're eating herbs, even on some of them, there's some, you have to, um, you have to be careful with, you know, right. some, but 
uh, when it comes to oils, especially just don't take them lightly because mm-hmm. they are powerful and right. you know, they're more powerful than just eating it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what was the question again? Yeah. <laughs> I got up on that. Now I'm like, what was I answering? <laughs> it's okay. So what herbs do you use specifically for the gut? So that what what which ones are more drawn to um, making that we're talking about draining and cleansing? Oh, okay. Yeah, that that was like some of them I read. It, it's just a, a combination and then because uh, yeah, oh, that's right, we were going on that. Um well basically um i i find that when you get in tune with your body and that sometimes you you notice you'll crave things mm-hmm. you you crave things like what what do you crave um like in a healthy in a healthy yeah in a healthy way well actually it was funny because before we started this podcast i was telling you how much of these kavitas i've been drinking and it was partly because it was on sale at whole foods for uh, $2 a month. <laughs> so like, this is the perfect, I don't, I haven't been drinking these for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but yeah, so they've gone on this on sale and, and I, I could just feel like my body wants this thing and right. I'm taking about 200 billion probiotics every day. And, and this is not my normal regimen. I mean, once you really balance your body, then you don't necessarily always need to take supplements. Exactly. And if you look at what are you going through? Hmm. Well, you're going through stress, I, right? You're you know what? You have a lot. So I your body is saying, I need boost. I need boost. <laughs> yes, know? this is the perfect example, actually. So while we're recording this podcast, I am actually in the middle of um, about to move out of state, I'm going to Vancouver, Washington. And um, there's a lot of things involved with that. So my office is not going to be here anymore. And as of now, I'm planning on just going all virtual. We'll see once I get there because, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's something about having office too that's special. But um, I don't know. I think I might be able to reach a little bit more people if I if I focus more on my attention online. So that that's a leap of faith. And um, we're going to have a new house. Uh, it's a, a place that I don't really know anybody. My, I have a really good friend like two hours away in Seattle, but that's about it. And... Um, yeah, so I, I mean, we're just like literally taking the leap of faith and trying to close doors here, and I'm trying to plan on my goodbyes with everybody. And what else? Like right now, I'm gonna go to a goodbye dinner with some family members, which I wish I spent some more time here in right. the last couple of years with. But right now, uh, you know, and while I'm recording a podcast, so that will be my life right now. Okay, so that's why I need a lot of probiotics. It's Thank you. Thank boosting you your immunity up. And so if you look at it, I know that I will crave beets. And what is beets? Iron. Mm. And I have an, an issue with anemia at, at times. And so I always listen. And that's one of the, the wonderful things is that you, when you get in tune with your body and you, you get it, you balance it, then your body will tell you what to do. It's a magnificent yeah. organism yeah. that wants to run perfectly. You know, it, it wants to, I, you know, if you think about it, how long can somebody hold on to life when they're sick? It's like to the, you know, the last breath at times. And that body just wants to stay alive, I think. And, and so just looking at it, but, and um, you know, with herbs, as I said, it, the beauty of it is that it's food and, and you can take it. So with, with those for the bowels, it's, it's a, 
different ones, a bunch of different ones. And also you want to look at the foods on that. Um, and, you know, and then when I cleanse, I don't really like the word detox. It brings up negative connotations to a lot of people like pain. Like, yeah, oh, like you starving know. yourself, which is <laughs> right. meaning that you're starving yourself. Like we need to detox pretty much every day of your life, which means you get the toxins out that you're exposed to. <laughs> right. That doesn't mean you have to starve yourself. Right. So I, I like cleansing. It just seems a little more smoother. <laughs> soothing. <laughs> <laughs> Mental thing. I don't know. Uh, so it, it, because of the systems and our body is, you know, the, is a system. And so like once you clean the, when the, intestines and get that blockages going then the next is working on the liver because what does the liver do it it's you know the the sponge that makes everything go through it's probably not a great description of it <laughs> filter okay it's a filter right. this is a big part of the filtration yes with the gallbladder and that's very important on that and um and so you if if you didn't clean out the um, the lower bowels and all that, then it's just going to release a bunch of toxins. It's going to clog up the liver and you're going to get sicker and who knows what else is going to cause problems with that. Mm -hmm. So the next uh, part we look at is the, uh, the liver gallbladder. Barberry is a good herb for that one. Um, and then from there, you're, we're moving into the bloodstream and red clover is a good cleanser because you want to cleanse it out. And so, and this is over a period of weeks. It's like, you know, it's not like, okay, do all this, do this, then this in a week. It, this is like a six week protocol at least or so. And, um, you know, because it gives the time you want to release it gently. And that's the other thing. Herbs release gently. Herbs take time. Mm -hmm. they're not instant yeah. it's not well, going to be like a medication yeah and they don't have any side effects so that's that's one of the beautiful things and that's why i think mother nature has helped with because it's like oh we need to slow this down a little bit or you know to make it flow with that and then you're going to go to the kidneys because that's another filtration system and you know they're just these little tiny things here, <laughs> they're not, so, you know, that it takes a lot through it. And so juniper is really good for the kidneys. Mm -hmm. and Are you familiar with how to use juniper oil? Essential oil? I put it in a capsule and take it. Like one drop, two drops? Um, four. Wow, four drops. Fill it up. Okay, yeah. I love it. I, 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 that's another one that um, I crave is uh, I'll crave juniper, the smell of it, the taste of it, like trees, you know, trees. Are yeah, that's a very interesting. <laughs> trees are, are, trees are cleansing. <laughs> that, that's one of the things. Trees, yeah. trees are cleansing, like slippery elm, um, the, the juniper. Well, that's the, the berry from that. But um so, so some of those are, are really good on that. Yeah. So yeah. those are the ones that I use and that's how I start with that. Yeah. Well, you said trees are cleansing, right? Yeah. 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 And that's actually part of the reason why we are moving to um, Vancouver's because there's a lot of trees everywhere. They're filtration of for our air. Right. Yeah. yeah. You go there and the air smells clean and you just, yeah, good. Well, we and need the trees. They around. say, to clean all the pollution, they take it in. They're, they're yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. 
we need to have more like plant a tree projects. <laughs> As I'm thinking that I'm going to like Tree Central, but you know, places like Las Vegas can use some help. <laughs> right. I mean, there are trees. Don't get me wrong. This place, you know, when you when you fly over, I'm actually kind of amazed how many trees there are here yeah. in Las Vegas. Because of that, the neighborhoods, right, right. You know, like we have chaparral. You know, it's amazing is how many herbs we have growing around here on Mount Charleston, on Red Rock, mm. we have chaparral, mullein. I mean, there is so much right under our our feet that we that we don't even know about. You know, like chaparral is a really good cleanser. That's um, mm -hmm. it's you know it it smells great. I I love it, but it's bitter mm -hmm. on that. So, so you said cleanser. Is there something specific it's good at cleansing? Uh, the whole system. Oh, okay. Chaparral. Chaparral is good at cleansing yeah. the whole system. Uh, I haven't really used chaparral before. Yeah. So maybe it I have strong. It. It's strong. Okay. And I don't know. I just heard that the FDA took three or four herbs off of the market. They keep taking herbs off of the market. Well, I'm glad they put CBD back on. That's a tree. <laughs> I took a couple of drops of this before we got on here with all that stuff I just mentioned going on. <laughs> right. There you go. Right. Good. I was like, well, oh, now I can do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's a tree, you know, right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and you know what the funny thing is? I mean, on the CBD note, since we're talking about that, um, you know, it's not... What I like, someone like me can sell not who's not a cannabis dispensary. It's not marijuana. Yeah. And when you I think know. about it like that, it's hemp. I mean, yeah, they're sister brother plants, but it's not even the same plant. So first of all, we shouldn't be looking at it the same way. <laughs> right. Right. It's and not psychoactive. You know, hemp has had so many uses for so long back in history. You know that people don't even realize that. So. Um, yeah, it, it's just amazing. Yeah. I, oh, and I wanted to to bring something up too about the liver and the, the gallbladder is that um, when we do the liver and the gallbladder, usually we're doing a tincture. I'll have them on a tincture mm -hmm. because we want the our bitters, how bitters are so good. And you should have like a spray of little bitters or something before you eat because it starts the process in the mouth that opens up the whole digestive system as you go down, you know, the, uh, um, the, the salvatory plans, you know, so uh -huh. it, it starts up here because you want it to start here so that by the time, um, whatever you're taking gets down to where it needs to be, then it's already active okay. instead of swallowing something when, and then it's going to bypass the whole esophageal, esophagus and all that and it's just going into the stomach where the acids could just you know destroy it okay okay yeah. you got to have your acids up and that's one of the things with the leaky gut too is low acid so you really you want to get something to get that acid going and then there's also on the other part too much acid or not enough acid and you know so trying to balance out with the acid mm -hmm. is it's something that needs to be worked on yeah. Well, most of the time people have low stomach acid, right? Because of all the infections that are in their gut. Yeah, because we about how we eat, the sugars and, and all of the, the diet. You know, yeah. there's not a lot of nutrients in food anymore. Mm -hmm. And and 
So, and big meat eaters. And, um, you know, I, I, we were talking about the blood diet, you know, when we were before this. And, um, you know, that's one thing I find that's really interesting. Like, uh, my daughter's an O and she loves meat and she can, you know, just really handle meat really well. Whereas, you know, my husband and I are A plus and we get to take uh, digestive enzymes in that if I'm going to do meat. I don't do a lot of it, but if I do, because of the low acid, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, I guess they said that uh, if it's believed, you know, more along the lines of vegetarian. Mm. Yeah. Is- and this is the blood type diet. Yeah. Yeah. I used to use that a little bit before too. Um, I think it's a good place to start. I, sure. I do too. Yeah, yeah it, it it helps to to get because it's interesting to correlate, you know, what's going on with somebody and how they're eating, and and so that does have. have yeah, and I should say you like it's also very affordable. I in the long run though, you know, doing testing to figure out what your allergies are, where your mineral balances are, and all that kind of stuff can really help refine someone's protocol. And sometimes, you know, what I notice is that people like on the blood type diet, they might, it might say that you shouldn't eat something like a a type A, I'm a type A too. And it says we shouldn't eat coconuts. Well, I'm part Filipino. So that means that we eat coconuts (laughs) in my DNA. So that was a little disheartening. I mean, and you think about a coconut oil and there's so many coconut products on the market now that are are great. Um, And so I did an allergy test and I wasn't even allergic to coconut oil. So I mean, coconut, I should say. So uh-huh. that, that kind of um, gave me a little bit different perspective of the blood type diet. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if someone can't afford to, um, you know, to get a blood or a food allergy test, which they can get expensive, then I don't know, why not try it? You know, see if, see if cutting some of those foods out for your blood type, the ones that don't belong for your blood type, it, yeah. it might, it might work, you know? Right. So, right. And even just the elimination diet in general, I mean, there's certain allergens like, or foods that tend to be allergens, like um, wheat, for example. That if you just cut that out, you're just gonna, your gut's gonna love you. Your uh, your fungus is gonna hate you at the same time. But <laughs> right, right. So exactly. Anyway, exactly. okay. So your third part of your protocol is to rebuild. Mm-hmm. So what does that look like? It's um, well, eating well. You know, and, and it's going back to looking at the whole system. We're we're going to put in good, healthy, whole foods for that. And I like once um, we've done well. Also during this the uh, the cleansing and all of that, you're you're going to eat a, a bland diet, you know, if possible, and that so that it gives the body time to rest. And so I would like to you know. Once I do it, um, once we start on the rebuilding thing, it's like do add on, you know, like see how a food is affecting you. If you're having an allergy or um, allergenic, oh, I apologize, I'm <laughs> stuttering here, <laughs> allergic reaction to the no, food. No, I'll take the because I made you reschedule this to 6 p.m. <laughs> I know it's late. Okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Allergic <laughs> reaction. <My fault. laughs> so, um, yeah, because it's during all this time too, I like to have a, you know, 
to have them on uh, yoga, meditation, um, good sleep, good healthy eating, um, you know, have fun too. Yeah, fun. Fun is important in life. Yeah. Yeah. So basically just overall wonderful, healthy lifestyle kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Eating yeah. well is just a part of a part of that foundation. Right. Right. And there are, there are herbs that, um, like to, to help with, um, building up and, and it just depends on what's going on with the person, like what herbs we're going to use, um, you know, to help them to, to build it up. Like, um, to build iron and I just blanked out on the herb. Uh, Yellow dog. Yes. Thank you. It is absolutely. So with yellow dog, exactly. So looking at what they need and to help build in that regard. Oh yeah. Okay. That, that's a perfect example. It is. Okay. So, you're going to host a super tonic workshop in yes. a few weeks, um, October 12th here in Las Vegas. And why don't you go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about, about that? Oh, great. Yeah, it's uh, super tonic is a ferment. It's easy to make and it, I'm having a make and take. So I bring all the materials and we're going to chop up five vegetables, five easy vegetables and common household vegetables and apple cider vinegar and make a mash put in a jar and let it sit for two weeks and just you have a super tonic it's great for it's antimicrobial anti uh, bacterial it helps you with your energy um, you know probiotics it's really great so it's really fun and super easy so we're going to have this at, uh, are you going to sell the place or should I? Oh, you <laughs> okay. It's going to be at the idea box. Um, and it's October 12th, one to three. And if you'd like more information, you can, um, get contact me, contact at Glenda holistic mentor at gmail.com. So it, it's really you have a website. Pardon me. You have a website? It is in the process of being rebuilt. Okay. So do you want to repeat that email again? Yes. It's Glenda Holistic Mentor at gmail.com. Okay, perfect. And that's also if they want to work with you in other ways, that's a great place to yes. reach out to you as well. Okay, perfect. Yes, it is. At, at this point, yes, it is. And I'm also on um, Instagram. And uh, that's, it's either under Glenda, I don't know. If I believe it's under Glenda Holistic Mentor <laughs> or Glenda Compton because I get them. I, I have them, uh, you know, and they're intertwined. So sometimes I forget, like, I don't know which one is it. But yeah. Either way, Glenda Compton or Glenda Holistic Mentor. You can find me. Awesome. Okay. Well, so if you want to meet Glenda live, the Supertonic web workshop is going to be phenomenal. And um, I will not be there sadly because i will be in the hoover with trees i will be breathing them in <laughs> yeah. and figuring out what i'm doing next uh, yeah. you know, um, online 
podcast and everything else that is going on with the social media and things like that and helping you guys. So I am excited that I should probably have a little bit more time to maybe even create some more vlogs and um, videos and content that you guys can watch. So thank you guys for listening and uh, we will join in next week. My super immunity boost juice guide is now available on the wellnesstrinity.com. You'll learn how to grow broccoli microgreens, the ingredients I put in my green juice, and super nutritious supplements you can add to enhance your immune system. Again, go to thewellnesstrain.com and you'll receive your free Super Immunity Boost Juice Guide. Thank you for listening to the Wellness Trinity Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more wellness tips to help you achieve optimal health. Don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best content. See you on the next episode.